Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the In The Saddle podcast. My name is Chris Loder and I am joined by my guest this week, Katie Midwinter, as we preview the New Year action for Newbury and Cheltenham. Before we get into the racing, let's see how Katie is. Katie, you're a little bit under the weather last week and couldn't make our Christmas special, but are you feeling a little bit better now? I'm improving, yeah, I'm feeling it better, thank you. I had a, not the best Christmas, um, but hopefully on the up now. I'm struck down by that awful flu that seems to be going around, but uh, yeah, on the up now. Yeah, hopefully you're feeling a little bit better and there's plenty of good racing to get your teeth stuck into. So let's get into the first race we're going to look at. We're going to go to Newbury's card for New Year's Eve. And the first race we're going to look at is the 150. It is the Coral Bet Bundles Handicap Hurdle. And Picard is your favourite for the Skeletons at 5-2. We've then got Harry Fry's Lady Adair at 6-1. Blenkinsop at 15-2. Black Poppy at 10s. Along with Nina the Terrier. Peking Rose is 11. Soaring Glory is 11s. And Bigger are the rest. Katie, um, Picard is the one that the bookies are siding with here at five to two do we think he's a worthy favorite or is there something elsewhere that we like to at a bigger price there's a mare in here that i've been waiting to see back on track she hasn't been seen since february she's been declared a non-runner twice already this season on account of the ground uh, and that's harry fry's lady a bear i think she's around six to one in, in the market this is a step up in class she'll need to keep progressing um, but she's unbeaten under rules so far, four from four, and I think she's a really exciting prospect. The good to soft here should be ideal, really, for her. She's run all of her races on on a similar ground. Um, and you know, I don't think it's too much of a concern that this is her first run in a while. She's gone well fresh in the past. I think she may well improve for it, but um, she is one of the horses that I was keen to follow this season, and I'm looking forward to seeing how she gets on. If it is an open contest, there is a bit of each value, each way value in here. I think Nina the Terrier was quite a big price at around 11 to 1. I think she could outrun her odds if she's anything in her best, but it's a Lady Adair for me. Yeah, Lady Adair, very interesting horse. As you say, she's undefeated. Harry Fry's team haven't uh, been in bad form at all. They uh, picked up the feature today at Taunton with a nice uh, uh, mare in the listed uh, mare's novice hurdle there. But yeah, Lady Adair, there could be a lot more to come. 130 is a workable mark, but I think there are a few others in here that have interesting claims. Pika uh, does have a good chance if he can follow up his win last time out at Chepstow. But there are a few, like I say, in here with chances. I thought Bleckensop could go well for Henry Daly, his team. Are in great form at the moment. Um, he's won his last three starts. Obviously, step up in grade, but we know he's going to stay. He's actually from the family of uh, the useful Fortescue for the same connections. I think he's got a chance at the prices. And the other one I'm half interested in uh, down the bottom of the card is Moulin's Clement for Jamie and Gary Moore. Um, I think you might be able to run through uh, his uh, latest effort when he was disappointing when he finished fifth at Kempton but if you go back to some of his form as a juvenile I think he's got a good chance of maybe outrunning his odds he's off a mark of one two two, a nice low racing weight of 10 stone 5 I just think he could be suited by this uh, longer trip and he just maybe found it a little bit too sharp at um at uh, Kempton last time out. I think the, the long straight at um, Newbury will be to his advantage and I just think he wants a, a stiffer test and I think he should get that hit. So he's one that uh, was on my shortlist. But quite an open race then. 
Lady Adair it is for Katie and for myself I like Blenkinsop and Moulin's Cremor at the prices. We then move on to the 225 at Newbury for the Coral Racing Club Mandarin Handicap Chase and Lascaline is your favourite for Venetia Williams at 5 to 1, Tallow for Cole Nexton at 13 to 2, Shanti Ali at 7 to 1, Foxborough at 8 to 1 along with under supervision, Grumpy Charlie 11s and bigger are the rest. Uh, Katie uh, Lascaline uh, was a good winner uh, last time out, uh, bouncing back to form when he won at Ludlow. Are we with him or is he a favourite we want to be taking on? I'm not sure if I'm honest. I've not really got a strong fancy in this one. I think there's a few at the top of the market that you know they could they could show enough improvement to be winning this. Lascaline second win after uh, second run after wind surgery likely to be dangerous. The horse that I've gone for is one of the outsiders in Kaluki for Philip Hobbs. On this year's forum he's difficult to make a case for. But I was impressed with him in the paddock at Bangabondi, and I'm going to keep the faith in him for now. I think, you know, he's off a career low mark of 130. should be more workable for him, and you'd expect him to be bouncing back to some kind of form soon. Um, it's been quite a long run that he hasn't been performing, so I'm going to take a chance on him here, um, the grey Paluki, around 25 to 1 each way. Oh, a big price there from Casey. Yeah, if he bounces back to some of his earlier form, he could be a player. But for me, I did think Laskalin would take all the beating here. I think 5-1 to one is a very generous price at the time recording. He's probably one of my strongest fancies uh, tomorrow. I think he could easily go off uh, around about 3-1, to one, could even go 5-2. to two. I'm really uh, sweet on his chances tomorrow. I thought it was a good win last time out at Ludlow. Uh, quite an easy win. Uh, quite an interesting profile. He was trained over in France and he was brought here last year uh, to Venetia Williams' stable. He was a horse that I wanted to side with. I put him up, I remember, in a Betfair column uh, when he was disappointing in the Welsh Grand National Trial. In fact, actually, he was sent off a 4-1 favourite for that. He then uh, kind of did show a little bit more um, when he finished second behind Lamilos, who we subsequently went on to see uh, win the uh, the Labrick Trophy this year for Dan Skelton. I think on some of his form, he I think he could still be well handicapped. He arrived here uh, over in the UK for mark of 1-4-3. He fell down the weights 15 pounds before he got his win in front. After having some wind surgery, I just think he's in a better place now. I think 1-3-3 could be very workable. We know he stays all day. Testing ground shouldn't be an issue for him. There's plenty of rain around in the south of England today. So I do think he'll be riding uh, testing at Newbury tomorrow. And I think there could be a bit more to come from him. And for me, I think he's uh, I think he's got a very good chance there. And he, he would be my selection in the race. So Laskalin is for myself and Katie quite likes Kaluki at a big price uh, for Philip Hobbs currently available at 25 to 1. We then move on to the feature race on Newbury's card which is the Coral Cello Novices Hurdle. It's a grade 1 contest and Hermes Allen is your favourite at 6 to 5 for Paul Nichols who's got an excellent record in this race. We've then got the Irish challenger Joyo Machine at 6 to 1. Vicky Vale for the Skeletons at 8. Crambo at 12 to 1. I did, I did, I'll do Cobra who at 20s, passing well at 20s, and bigger are the rest. Uh, Katie, uh, Hermes Allen uh, was very, uh, uh, very eye catching winner when he won at uh, Cheltenham back at the November meeting. Do we think he's uh, potentially a class above all these, or do we think there's some others in here that uh, might be able to outrun their odds? Well, as you mentioned, you know, he's very impressive at Cheltenham. He hasn't done anything wrong in his career to date. 
So I don't think there's much reason to oppose him. He looks as though he's, he's going to be one of the more solid favourites on the card um, at Newbury. So I think, yeah, him for then, I won't be going against him. But I think maybe for some value, there could be a couple in here. And a third below Ryan has got three in here, uh, I think. And the one that caught my eye was Accidental Rebel, around 25 to 1 as well. He's got a lot of experience there, which could hold him in good stead against these younger horses. Grade 2 winner when last seen as well. So he could be one to maybe outrun his odds. Um, Paddy Brennan rides Crambo, so it looks as though Accidental Rebel could be the second or, or even third string, but maybe one to keep an eye on. But uh, I'd say, yeah, Hermes Alain will take all of the beating. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. Very, very impressive when he won at Cheltenham. Uh, Paul Nichols said after the race that he would likely uh, come here. Uh, the form of that, uh, I think, is not too bad. Uh, we've all been caught as a horse that we are hoping to see at some point for the Nigel Twist and Davis team. Uh, was very eye-catching that day. Could maybe end up in an Albert Bartlett. But even if you go... Uh, back to his win at Stratford. I mean, that, that's pretty decent form, I think. Um, he beat Theatre Man um, by 27 lengths. And Theatre Man uh, subsequently gone on to win um, uh, at Hereford and then ran a blinder when he was just touched off at Doncaster yesterday. He's now rated 127. So that's good form. And also as well, you had a horse in there, Ben Paulins called Sporting Mike. He's been amongst the winners of late as well. So that Stratford form, even though it was only a, a small field affair, that's really good. And I just think, I don't think there's anything in here that can really touch Hermes Len if he's up to uh, his win last time out. I think six to five, I think that's a fair price, despite there being quite a few rivals. I think unless he runs really below par, I think uh, I think he should take all the beat. And so, yeah, confident selection there from me and Katie. Hermes Allen should get the job done in the Chalo Hurdle. We then go to the 3.35, the last race on Newbury's card. And we've got Bold Endeavour for Nicky Henderson at 9-2 lead in the betting. We've then got Nothing to Ask, looking to make it a hat-trick for Fergal O'Brien. Unanswered Prez, who was impressive on his chase debut last time out uh, for Chris Gordon, also at 11-2. Manello at 7-1. T for free at 7-1. One, Dr. Ken at 15-2 and, big, and bigger are the rest. So who did we like in the lucky last thing, Katie? But the one that I've gone for is T for three. Around, that's tight around 7-1 uh, I'm seeing here. Been progressing well. Now runs off a career high mark of a 1-3-1. Is £6 higher than when winning at Utoxa to last month. He's slightly back down in trip, but uh, he's been in for a four-timer. He could be competitive enough and he might be worth taking a chance on for Charlie Longston. Billy Pinching claiming three pounds aboard T for three. Yeah, T for three. I've been quite impressed with him so far, and he's definitely one you have to respect. The one I quite liked in this race was Ben Paulin's Manillo. Uh, he won at Newcastle last time out, beating a horse of uh, James Hewitt's called Lord Rocco. I didn't think that was a bad run at the time. Lord Rocco subsequently ran okay on his next start. Uh, I just thought there was a lot to like about him. He was raised £5 for that victory, but I just think, like I say, there could be a lot more to come. He was uh, quite a good novice hurdler. He won some uh, good races. He won a market race and by 12 lengths, he's down. I just think, that, like I say, it could be a lot more to come from him. He had a bit of a long layoff last time out. Um, that was the first time we'd seen him for 686 days, but I think the first time tongue-tie 
He's had a little of a, bit of a rest now. I just think there could be more to come from this horse. Ben Paulin's yard have been in really good form this season, and I just think there's a lot more to come from him, especially over these stand trips. And I think he'll be probably ridden quite prominently tomorrow. And if he can get into a good rhythm, I think he could be the one they've all got to beat. I'm quite against a couple at the top of the market. Not sure about Bold Endeavour. Not sure about nothing to ask. I think Manello, uh, second time out after winning surgery, could be the way to go. So that's our thoughts then on Newbury's card. We're now going to move on to the New Year's Day action at Cheltenham, where we've got some decent action. And the first race we're going to look at is the feature on the card. It's the Paddy Power Novices Chase, registered as the Dipper Novices Chase, a grade two contest. And Mon Morale is your favourite at five to four. We've then got Thunder Rock at five to two, Beauport at six to one, Harper's Brook at 12s, The Real Whacker at 12s, and Mortlack is the outsider at 50 to one. Katie, Mon Morale, a horse that seems to divide quite a bit of opinion. Um, do we think he's going to build on that promising second behind John Bon here? I think he will. I love this horse. I think he's beautiful. He's really impressive in his stature. And he's shaped as though he'll improve over fences. Made a decent start for his chasing career. Jumped well enough uh, at Warwick. He just couldn't lay a glove on John Bon. Um, I do think the best is yet to come from him. I'm looking forward to seeing how he gets on. I think he's a very promising horse for Paul Nichols with a big future ahead of him. Thunder Rock is an obvious danger, so Mon Morale will really need to be at his best and show what he can do. Um, I do think he's worth sticking with. Okay, Katie thinks it could be uh, a win for, for Mon Morale then uh, in the Dipper. I, I don't know about Mon Morale. I can see he's clearly a talented horse. I'm just not convinced that he's quite that good. I'm not sure if the step up and trip. It's going to be to his liking. I was very taken with Thunder Rock uh, last time out at uh, Ascot, where he was all over solo that day. One ease down. I just think there could be a lot more to come from him. Even the real whacker in here, you know, I don't think is uh, a no-hoper. I think if he goes forward, gets into a good rhythm, he might be able to put it up to them at a big price. And, yeah, I don't think this is quite straightforward it's not the strongest dipper we've ever seen but it's certainly going to be an interesting spectacle i probably wouldn't have a bet in the race but i just don't think mon morale might have it playing sailing but katie's in disagreement with me and she thinks mon morale will get the job done uh in the feature at cheltenham we then move on to the 155 this is a really good looking race competitive field of uh, 17 runners at the time recording it's the paddy power new year's day handicap chase and il Rodoto is sharing favoritism with midnight river at 11 to 2 we've then got stolen silver at 17 to 2 brave siaska for venetia williams at 9 shake em up harry at 10s happy go lucky at 11s along with warlord fantastic lady at 14s bigger are the rest uh, a good field we've got here casey plenty we could get stuck into at uh, big prices did you have an outsider for the listeners I don't have an outsider. I think there's a few in here that you can make a case for. Let's see what the top of the market that you've just mentioned. Midnight River, Il Rodoto, I think they're quite closely matched. Uh, Fantastic Lady, a winner last time out, not without a chance. Nasa Lamp, 20 to 1, maybe one to keep an eye on. But um, the horse that I've gone for is Stolen Silver. I think he was uh, quite unlucky to put two earn seat here last month, and I quite liked him for that race. So I'm going to stick with him, course and distance winner. Um, I think he's worth taking a chance um, on him off a mark of 150 and I think the better ground should suit. So I'm going to go for Sam Thomas's Stolen Silver. 
Okay, so uh, Katie thinks uh, Stolen Silver might be able to get his head back in the winner's enclosure. The one I really like for this race is Fantastic Lady. I put her up when she was meant to run here at the December meeting, but of course that got abandoned due to the cold weather. But Fantastic Lady for me, I think she's a massively overpriced her at 14 to 1. I think she should be fine it out for favouritism of this race at the top of the market. It was very impressive when she won uh, last time out at market race and beaten Zambella, who subsequently won uh, on the last two starts i think if uh they, they they wanted to they could have probably run against uh in that doncaster race the other day and they're definitely coming here i think to have a crack at a good part she deserves it off a mark of 142 i think she's got a few pounds to play with there she's very unexposed was a good jumper of offenses last year as a novice um she'll probably go further as well i think uh, she'll be staying up that hill no problem at all and i think 14 to 1 is, is a huge price about it. i think if i was pricing her up i'd probably have around about the six seven to one kind of mark i can't understand why she's a double figure price and i do think the money will come for her on the day like I say, they probably could have gone for that Doncaster's mare's chase uh, yesterday. Um, it, you know, and I think it says volumes that they're coming here and trying to uh, take her in a, in, a, in a deeper looking race. But for me, I think, uh, yeah, Fantastic Lady is really interesting. So Fantastic Lady is for myself and Katie likes stolen silver for Sam Twiston Davis and Sam Thomas. Okay, the next race we're going to look at is the 230 uh the it is the Kareels Dornan group Raquel Hurdle a grade two contest and this looks an intriguing affair nine runners lining up and Marie's Rock is your favourite at eleven to four who's looking to continue her excellent form from last season. We've then got I like to move it at four to one uh first street at five to one Nappers Hill at fives Dashel Drasher at tens Brun up a storm at twelves Botox has at 14, Tritonica 25, Langadan at 33s, and bigger are the rest. Katie, I'll come to you here first. Um, we were talking about this race off air. There's a few in here that we could give a case to, but uh, who are you going to go for? Yeah, I think it's a tough race to predict. I mean, you've got Marie's Rock, who's been consistent against the mares in recent runs. She receives right here, but I do think this is a much tougher assignment for her, and she might well come on for the run. She hasn't been seen since winning at the Punchstown Festival. I don't think there's too much between uh, I like to move it first street and Mathers Hill and the betting reflects that really they're quite close together, closely matched. I do like Botox Haas and I was impressed with him at Haydock when last seen, but again I think this is tougher. Um he does represent some value at around twelve to one and I don't think uh, a place finish would be out of the question for him. But the horse that I'm favouring is Nappers Hill, spinning for a four time uh, five timer, sorry. He's uh, quite progressive. He stayed on well, just uh, just shy of two more four at Chepstow. And this will be different. He hasn't run at Cheltenham before, but uh, I do think he'll be able to stay on strongly enough to mount his challenge. And the good ground is also in his favour. So uh, hopefully he'll go well. Okay, so Nappers Hill it is for Katie. Um, I would probably go for Botox Has here. Uh, the only concern I've got about him is he's drifting in the market. I've got currently 14s on my screen. Um, I think maybe the bookies know something we don't. Maybe he, he's not going to run. Um, you know, I think he could have 
taken up the long walk the other day. But if he does run it, I think he's a huge player. I've been really impressed with him uh, this season. I thought he was a good winner last time at Haydock when he won the, the decent stairs handicap battle there. He was second time before that at this course. Cheltenham's a track he's got a really good record at. He's run some blinding races. And I just think he could be a wild card in a, in a weak stairs division. I think the, the hill at Cheltenham will be, be right up his sleeve. I think he'll be doing all his best work late on. And I just think we could have a could have a repeat of that international hurdle win, which he won uh, back in uh, February. I think if uh, if he's in the groove, I just think uh, I think the staying test could really suit him. I think a few of these at the top of the market, like I like to move it. Obviously, respect him. Izzy will probably be shouting at me on this one, but I like to move it. I just don't think he'll he'll stay this trip. I think he's more of a two miler myself. And this is an afterthought after the international hurdle got abandoned. Napa's Hill, Katie, sorry, can't have him. I just just think uh, I just think if it does get a bit testing in the ground with the rain that's forecast I think uh, I think he'll struggle with that I, I think first street is a horse that I think if Botox has doesn't run it's probably where I would uh, would go to I thought he was very impressive when he won the Jerry Field and given plenty of weight away to a horse that I've got a lot of time for Graventina who runs on the Saturday card at Newbury and I just think uh, I think at this level he's more than capable of going well and he doesn't mind a little bit of easing the conditions and we know he stays so for me, I think out of the ones at the top of the market, he would be the way I'd play. But for, yeah, uh, Botox has my main selection. But if he doesn't run, I'll go for First Street. And Katie thinks Nappers Hill can continue his winning streak. We now move on to the 305 at Cheltenham, which is the Paddy Power Handicap Hurdle over three miles. And Jet of Magic is your favourite at 9 to 2. We've then got a Buffalo Soldier at 5 to 1. Call Me Lord at LM's 2, Dolphin Square at 7 to 1, Wild About Oscar at 8, and Bigger are the rest. Katie, a uh, few uh, horses in here, the likes of Dolphin Square, Call Me Lord, and Wild About Oscar, they all met at Sandown last time out. Do we think they'll be in the finish again, or are we looking elsewhere? I'm going to go for Call Me Lord. I think he handled the staff up and trip well at Sandown earlier this month, was unlucky not to win. We arguably should have beaten Dolphin Square, and I, and I do think he'll reverse form. He hasn't run to his best um, at the track in his last couple of runs here. But he did win a grade two uh, a few years ago with James Bowen on board. So hopefully they can replicate that run. His form has been a little bit up and down, but I think if he's at his best, he'll be in contention. Okay, call me Lord. It is for Katie. Um, yeah, I thought this was a little bit of a tricky race to solve. I thought a Buffalo Soldier did it well last time out when he put down a, a really game display to get the job done. At Newbury, that form has actually taken a boost because Steeler March won for His Majesty the King at Wincanton to win a Potence Network uh, qualifier. I think if the ground wasn't too testing, I'd probably side for him, but I think ground is key to him. If the ground was to get on the testing side, I think Wild About Oscar could potentially go well. I thought it was a good run last time out at. Um, at uh, Sandown behind Dolphin Square, staying on really strongly. I think of a mark of 136, I think he can be very competitive. He doesn't mind a bit of ease in conditions. And yeah, he's probably the way I would play uh, in this race. But yeah, quite a tricky, trappy contest to solve uh, in our last race we're looking at here at Cheltenham. But uh, yeah, wide battle straight is for me and for Katie is Call Me Lord. So that rounds off the races we're looking at on the podcast this week. We're now at the point of the podcast where we're going to talk about our any other business section, any other runners, anything that caught our eye over the last couple of days. And the one uh, t- 
talking point I really wanted to uh, mention was the Supreme. Uh, we're going to see Jet Powered at Newbury tomorrow. I think he could be a real thorn in the side of Fasil Vega. Don't understand why there's such a big price discrepancy between them. I think if Jet Power wins tomorrow, I think he'll go probably around about 4-1 to one for the Supreme. Currently, I'd be on Jet Power than Fasil Vega. Don't think his bumper form amounts up to much, even though, yes, he was impressive winning all those. I don't think he's really pulled up any trees so far uh, in his uh, two wins over hurdles. I just think at Cheltenham, he could get found out. Um, what about you, Katie? What do you think of uh, Fasil Vega so far? Well, I think he's been impressive without quite blowing me away. He hasn't done much wrong. Um, and I think you'd expect him to improve a bit and be ready for the festival. But I do think it's a really interesting market. I'm with you on Jet Powered. He hasn't done anything wrong either. But um, if he's going to be a real contender for the Supreme, I think he needs to keep impressing. Before he ran last time out, he was around 25, 20 to 1 for it, wasn't he? And he's subsequently been well back into around 7. So... I just hope that he'll perform well when he's running this weekend and uh, he can really put it up too for Silvega. I, I do think Marine National is, is one to watch as well in, in the well, in the entries at the moment. He was very impressive at Fairy House. He might be the biggest threat too for Silvega at this point. Um, I'd be keen to stay on side of Irish Point as well. Maybe he'll end up running in the Ballymore, but wherever he does go, I think he'll be one to, to watch as well. So I think it's a really interesting market. Lots of, lots of value in there as well. Um, so, yeah, a few that you can make a case for, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how things develop. Yeah, I'd rather be a lay at this stage than a backer at the prices for Fasil Vega. I just think there's a few a few horses that could still throw their hands to the ring, and I think Jet Powered could easily be one of them. Had lots of strong vibes from Seven Barriers on this one from my inside sources. I was on him, um, and he posted at 16s. For uh, the Supreme, I know some people got bigger. I think Katie might have been one of those. Um, but yeah, I think Jet Powered. Uh, I'm hoping he's going to put down a, a marker tomorrow. And yeah, I think if he does and he wins well, defying the penalty in Uber, I think he's definitely a major contender. Also, as well, just going to have a, a roundup of some of the Christmas action. Uh, one of those uh, big talking points was the King George. Brave Man's Game uh, got the better of Lon Press. Uh, Lon Press unseated Charlie Deutsch at the last, but I think we were pretty confident that if you're watching the race anyway, that Brave Man's Game was always going to win. Um, connections have come out subsequently and said that they'll go straight to the Cheltenham Gold Cup. I see a lot of people already against him for the Gold Cup. What do we think on Brave Man's Game chances if he does turn up at the Cheltenham Festival in March, Katie? Well, I think if he'd probably be around price he is now on the day, I'd probably be backing him. Uh, I wouldn't be going for him anti-post. Um, I think a lot of people have their doubts over whether or not he'll be suited to Cheltenham because you know, he ran a few years ago against Bob Ollinger. I think it was a really different race then. It was over hurdles for a start and he's taken to chasing really well. Um, I think he was extremely impressive in the King George without having you know an easy trip around he was having to go really wide a long press i was jumping in front of him at most of the fences and it wasn't really the best ride and things weren't simple for him so i think that you know it was even more impressive because of the trip that he did get around uh, i think he's definitely thrown his hat in the ring for the goal 
um, he's also I'm a big fan of, so I definitely do want to keep him on side. Yeah, I think Brave Man's game, I think people uh, maybe jump into conclusions too soon. I think probably Lahan Press could reverse the form. I think Cheltenham would certainly be more his track than Brave Man's games. But I think you can't rule it out. You know, we've not seen him go over fences yet at Cheltenham. I think the angle coming in fresh as well will really suit him. I think that is that is the key to him. He always seems to put his best foot forward. I think galloping at 7-4 is a little bit too short, if you ask me. Yes, does have a good chance of winning the Gold Cup, but we've got a few horses in here coming out of the woodwork in the next couple of days. One of them is going to be Statler. be interesting to see how he gets on, the winner of the National Hunt Chase last year. He's due to make his uh, seasonal return at Tremor and the Savills Chase on New Year's Day. Manila Endo looks like he's going to be his market rival. Hard to tell what Manila Endo we're going to get, but if Statler was to put down a good performance, I wouldn't rule him out of a Gold Cup picture also. So, yeah, that uh, that's definitely a race that uh, could uh, uh, unfold in the in the anti-post markets over the next couple of days. So that's it then for um, this uh, podcast where we've been reviewing some of the new action. Thanks again to Katie for giving up her time. Hopefully we've pointed you in the direction of a few winners. Also as well, a couple of reminders. Remember to subscribe to us on all the major podcast platforms. We're available on Spotify, SoundCloud, um, and Apple. Also as well, you can follow us on the socials. We're available on Twitter and Instagram. Also as well now on TikTok. So make sure you follow us over there if you haven't done so already. Thanks again to listening for us and we wish you all a happy new year.